from you. Today, let me just be a vessel of your word, of your goodness, of your mission, and of your heart. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. We can celebrate today. It's kind of a celebratory service. And so, kids, you're going to get that. But I want to just go through five things. And the first thing is that baptism is rubber stamped by Jesus. Do you all know what rubber stamped is? It's kind of an old saying, but when you rubber stamp something, it means that you're like going for it. Now, something's happened to me in my marriage. Did you know that? A lot of things have happened to me in my marriage, but I think many men, if you're here today and you're married, you would say a lot of things have happened over the years in relationships and marriage, but here's what's happened that is, I can't understand. I got married late and uh, about 29 years old, and there was something about me at 29 that I kind of just did whatever I wanted. You all know what I mean? When you're single, you can just do that. So if you're single, celebrate that because that changes if you ever decide to get married. If not, just enjoy it, okay? Because you get to rubber stamp you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, bam, bam, I'm doing what I want to do today. Bam, bam. Hopefully it's in line with Jesus. But now something's happened to me. After 13 years of training, meaning her training me, I can't even go to the grocery store and make a decision. I don't know how to explain it. I get there and I'm like, should I or shouldn't I? Will the kids like it or not? Most of all, will Ashley be okay with it or not? All the way down to if I go to order t-shirts, because, you know, as a dude, like my t-shirts in certain areas, they wear out fast. You know what I'm saying? Like armpits, they just go. And she's like, what's wrong with you? Why do you go through this stuff? I'm like, honey, look, I can't be wearing this holy stuff. And she'll finally say, okay, go ahead right? I mean, this is making it up. But anyway, I, I buy my own t-shirts. But there are times after I buy a pack of t-shirts, she'll be like, why did you need these? And I go get the holes and I say, honey, because I've been sweating up here every week and that's what happens. And so, but there's something about I just anymore and I actually like it. I know this sounds weird, but at 13 years of marriage, I actually like the rubber stamp because I almost think to myself, well, if this doesn't work, then I can blame you know what I'm saying? Like, if this doesn't work, I can because she said it was okay. Now, I, I want to take it a step further. There are big moments as a pastor, big decisions that I have to make. And this is going to sound so crazy. But the ones that haven't worked, she hasn't rubber stamped. Because there's something about her. The things that she has said, you know what? I think the Lord is saying... I remember when it was time for me to call Pastor Courtney. It was so strange. I said, I think the Lord's telling me to call her like right now. It was an odd time. It was strange. And I went to her and she said, I think you're right. And what's happened? It's worked out. But I'll tell you, in some of my mistakes, she has looked at me and said, I don't feel right about it. So not only does she provide a rubber stamp on t-shirts and food and what I should or shouldn't buy, which is why I really don't go to the stores anymore, even trying to buy lamb food. I'm like, honey, I don't know if this is this lamb food or that lamb food. And she said, buy what's in the picture. I said, I can't see the picture. I mean, this is how bad it's gotten. And so I don't know what will happen when, since she's going to go before me, because um, I'm just a lot healthier, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's... That's probably the plan. So anyway, I'm praying that I go first. Like, let her be the widow because I need to go. Anyway, I don't, after 13 years, I'm thinking if we hit 40, 50, maybe 60, if the Lord wants us around that long, you better take me first because I don't know what to do. I can barely go to the store and make a decision. And you can, I don't even know the finances. So anyway, which is good. So obviously, right? Okay. 
But here's the thing. I want you to understand this about Jesus. Now, I feel like, and, and many people say, well, you know, baptism, we've kind of watered it down in our day. I'm not sure that that's how Jesus feels. There's something about baptism. There's something about even us who have been baptized, witnessing others being baptized. In the scripture, it says, and these are words that if you're reading out of a red letter Bible, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And what's the key word after that? Baptizing. And I don't know, and this is just, and I really feel like the Spirit is, is helping us understand this well. But he tells us to go out, make disciples, and immediately he speaks the words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Interestingly enough, it didn't say teach, baptize. It didn't say, he said baptize them. And we're going to talk today while that's so important. In baptism by faith, we are united with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And the defining particle of this is baptizing them, then teaching them. Now, I know we go different ways, and we wait, and that's understandable, and we want to make sure that we're at a place of accountability. But when we talk about a rubber stamp, when someone puts their rubber stamp of approval on it, I think the greatest rubber stamp is this. If you're going to ask someone to go somewhere, then you go there first. It's kind of my philosophy here in ministry. I learned it from Stan Toller and other leaders. They said, if you want to take a congregation somewhere, then you go there first. You may not be able to stay there, which is what's happened here. I can't do all that I used to, but you should go first. Do you know what Jesus did? He learned. I mean, think about it. I believe, and I believe in my heart, that Jesus is a tremendous example. We do not see Jesus a part of ministry before what? His baptism. In fact, his baptism was an kind of an interesting moment. He wanted to be baptized, and they said, well, no, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. I, I'm not worthy. And, and he said, no, I need to be baptized. When he was baptized, the Holy Spirit came on, and the skies opened. God was pleased with him, and then he went out to be tempted. So I really think that until we're baptized, we should be taking in, soaking in, receiving all that we can from the Lord so that once we are baptized, we're ready to be what? The vessel. And so if you rubber stamp something, you have to be willing to do something. And if Jesus didn't think that baptism was important, then he wouldn't have begun his ministry with it. And so today, for those of you that are being baptized, I hope that you see it as the start of your ministry. Whether you've been doing ministry before this or not, this is different. Because Jesus rubber stamped it, he started his ministry with it, and it was tremendously important because the move that happened after that happened with the Spirit of God on Jesus. Now there's a lot of theology behind that, his birth and the Holy Spirit coming at that moment and then him only doing ministry after that. What did he do before that? Well, he taught in the temple and he learned. Second thing, baptism 
is a union with Jesus. Baptism brings us together with Jesus. Baptism expresses union with Christ in his death and in his resurrection. If you understand baptism, many believe that as you're baptized, you're understanding the death and resurrection, meaning the new life, the new being that's being created there. We show this faith and we signify this faith and symbolize this faith, this union with Christ and his death and resurrection through baptism. And so when you are baptized, if you're being baptized today, you have to understand that you are publicly saying, yes, I have a desire to be unified and to be together with Christ. Meaning from here on out, I'm going to give up the former and I'm going to step into the new. Now, what do you mean? Now, again, in our Americanized baptism, if you really look at baptism in the, let's say, New Testament, they came and they confessed. In fact, many would say that baptisms went all day long because people would come forward and they would confess publicly. Without the, in a sense, fear of being persecuted. See, many of us in church, we have a hard time with confession out loud or even confession in our Sunday school groups or small groups or things like that because we're afraid of what people are going to say. But in the New Testament, when people are baptized, they came and said, this is who I was. But now because of baptism and because of the union with Christ and the power that's about to be unleashed, that is no longer who I am. Jesus was different. When he died on the cross and came back in a glorified body with scars reminding us, he took a different place. He went from a human form to an advocate and continues to be an advocate at the right hand of the Father on behalf of you and me. And church, when you're baptized, you are signifying that you are being unified with Christ, his mission, his heart, his love, his grace, his mercy, it becomes yours. And through the Holy Spirit, that is made possible. I think it's similar to uh, when we're married, we talk about a ring, right? And we use that ring and we put that ring on and the circular nature of it, it signifies that the love that we have for that person will never end. It'll never be broken, it's a symbol of that. Baptism is a symbol of our and the Lord's love and connection with one another forever. The third thing, are you all with me? I'm going through it quick because we've we got a lot of people to baptize. Are you all with me up there? It's so hard to see you up there, but know you're loved. And um, I just get blinded when I look up, so... Um, if you want to sleep, that's the place to go, okay? Because um, I can't, I won't call you during the week and said, you, you know, he needs some caffeine or something. Okay, third thing, uh, baptism, we do it by water. Now, obviously, we're okay with sprinkling and all of that because some people, they can't be immersed into water and, and everything like that, and that's understandable. I don't even like to go underwater. Do you know that? I watched my brother almost pass away in the water, and so from then on, I just said, you know what, my head needs to stay above water, Right? Literally and figuratively. Okay. But why water? Well, what does water signify? Purity. Washing. Cleaning. Cleansing. 
we believe. And if you even think um, about the translation of the word in the Greek, baptism, it actually means to immerse. And so to dip and immerse in and come out. And so when we think about water baptism, we think about what? We think about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross that washes away our sins. Not only that, but it makes us new. It makes us whole. It makes us see and understand Christ in a new way. And so many would say that this is a huge moment in that we're taking away everything that was and we're saying, Spirit of God, come in and fill me, wash me, cleanse me, clean me. Make me new. And honestly, I think that's a prayer that every one of us could make and have today in these moments. And the fourth thing. So if you're going to be baptized today, this is your moment to go and prepare yourselves. The fourth thing is that we call on the Trinity Or as many of you would say, we call on the triune God. Some struggle with this, but let's be reminded by the scriptures, by the words that Jesus himself spoke. And he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. I love that because that just, that's equality right there. Meaning all people are valuable to Jesus. All people mean something to him. He didn't say some, he didn't say maybe, he didn't say if, he said go out to all, which includes all of us today and all those that we encounter. But then he went on to say, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And personally, if I could just be honest with you, there is an appeal to that. Do you all know what an appeal is? All right, so I'm so obsessed with the red velvet you all know we have red velvet in the coffee bar. If you, even if you don't like red velvet cake, you should probably try that because I'm telling you, Terry, I mean, I made a red velvet cake last night at what? 11 o'clock at night because I didn't have one in the morning and I just couldn't help it. I've had one every day consecutively for weeks. Okay. And you know, I gained a couple of pounds, so I'm pretty sure that that probably relates to that because if you knew it was in it, it's basically like eating half a cake. But you should go get one, okay, because they're really good. And, um, They're just really appealing to me. The idea of like cream cheese, cake, and chocolate all mixed together. I mean, what's not appealing about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the dude that puts a whole, a half a thing of cream cheese on my bagel just because I really just want the cream cheese, not the bagel. But the bagel, I guess, has something in it for you. Carbohydrates. I don't know. Probably nothing good. But anyway, it's very appealing to me. And this is very appealing to me because there's something about the triune God working together on my behalf. Come on now, church. We could say, well, Jesus works on our behalf, but Jesus said, wait a minute, you're going to call on God the Father, who we're really, we're really walking through a process of getting back to. Then you're going to call on me. Then you're going to call on the Spirit of God to come in and fill you and move in you. So here you've got all three parts of the Trinity working together which to me reminds me that they're all a part. They're all a part of the movement to come. And I don't know if you understand the Trinity well, but my goodness, the power that comes through the three working together reminds us that no matter what we face, where we go, where we're headed, 
the triune God is headed there with you. Jesus is going to God the Father on your behalf. And after baptism, it's very significant. And so there's a great appeal when we call on all three to be a part of this. And Jesus instructed us to do that. And I know there's a lot more to baptism. But the fifth thing, and I think this is very significant, it's why we just believe that it's important that we understand the step that we're making, that we're old enough to make this step, and that is, it is our expression. Now, what do you mean by our expression? All of us express ourselves daily in different ways. Think about it. You're expressing yourself when you come here. The continence that you have on yourself, it tells a lot about who you are. It tells a lot about your heart. It tells a lot about your, your mind. The expressions that you have towards your friends, your family, your students, your workplace, your employees, your fellow workers. And so today, and the reason I left this to last is because oftentimes we make this the priority and we say it's an outward action of the inward, yet we know it's a lot bigger than that. But the final thought today is that as you see each individual baptized today, and as maybe you reflect on your baptism, it is an expression of what is happening in your heart. I've talked about this before, but it's the inward and the outward meeting together. It's the inward move of Christ and his spirit meeting with the outside and saying, yes, I believe, yes, I testify, yes, I'm willing to go out. I mean, think about it. If you testified in the New Testament on a water bank out loud for everyone to hear that you were willing to testify and then go forward, I'm going to say that was a pretty strong expression. I'm going to say that as people stood at the water banks and expressed their heart, their remorse, their willingness to say, I'm sorry, that it changed some of the hearers. It changed some of the ways that they felt about them. When you see someone confess, especially in humility, I really believe it changes not only the person, but the people hearing. And so today, you're going to see a lot of people that are saying, yes, I want the inward to match the outward. I want you to know that I am standing with Christ, that I am going forward in his power, in his strength, in his might, that I'm testifying that that I'm not enough, but he is enough. And so today really is all about, in all the things we're going to do, even communion today, is about saying, you know what, Christ, you are enough. You fill the gaps in. You move where I can't move. You strengthen when I can't. And so everything we do today is a testimony, is an expression of our love, of our heart, of our desire for Jesus on the outward. Even as we take communion, you're expressing what's happening on the inside, on the outward, and unifying with Christ. Membership, baptism, communion are times when we as a people say, yes, I want to. And so I hope today that you'll celebrate and relax a little bit 
and celebrate, especially with the children and the youth. They're going to be baptized, and uh, it's okay to clap and have a good time. So I'm going to go back there. <laughs> 